Namaskaram everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So we have dear Sam Anna with us, who is an Isha meditator. <laughs> so Namaskaram Anna and welcome to the podcast. Namaskaram. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so this is the first podcast I hope I'll be able to put as a YouTube video also. So thank you for helping me do that. Sure. So Anna, please Anna, like uh, if I would really love to know a lot about you and I'm sure the listeners also are quite interested, like if you could talk about yourself from where you are, what you do, what you have gone through and you know, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. So I basically, right now, I just got out of college pretty recently here in the US. I live in a place called Atlanta, Georgia. So it's the a southern state in the US. So it's about three hours or two and a half hours away from the, the center in the US. But um, I used to play soccer. That's been what I love to do throughout my entire life. Just always with the ball, doing all kinds of sports. And that was my life up until college. And recently I've been transitioning into some Isha yoga stuff. It's been around me my entire life. So my mom did it when Sadhguru first came over to the U.S. So it's been around. So that's kind of what launched me into doing stuff um, with Isha and stuff here and become a big part of my life so after soccer it kind of became what's next I had some serious injuries in my body and it looks like that didn't want to be the direction I want to pursue so I kind of slowly kept going this direction and then it escalated into more and more programs and just getting involved with everyone so that's a little bit about me in general but yeah so can we have the long version like why did you go into soccer and could you tell yeah, us yeah of course of <laughs> yeah. course yeah so soccer i mean i've always just loved to to play so from a young age i actually didn't want to do anything new i just was like no i just want to sit still or, or like not really get involved in anything that i didn't already do so my parents just said no you must go you have to go if you once you go once you don't have to go again but you have to try it at least. And then went and played soccer and I just like slept with the ball and I couldn't be separated from like, I just wear cleats around the house and I just constantly played for the rest of my life. So there was some ups and downs. I was, I was a very honestly strong player when I was young. So very, very good. And then which as position? I progressed. Which position? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which position uh, would you was, play? I was, usually center midfield or attacking like on the wings or outside back, but really versatile. So it didn't matter. Yeah. 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 I interrupted you. Carry on. I was just, I just wanted to know. Yeah, of course. Of course. And then, yeah. So as I kind of progressed and got older, I, my level didn't go up as much. So I was able to play in college and, and high school. I had a, had a similar injury back then in my junior year of high school. So I didn't get, the best options for pursuing college options. So I went division two, which is a second level of us soccer for college in the U S and then transferred division one, had some injuries again. And yeah, so that's basically the soccer journey. <laughs> then uh, like you talked about your mother did like, why did she do it? And then how did you see it when she used to do these practices? And could you tell Oh us yeah, <laughs> it was uh, really fun stuff. So my experience were honestly, when she first, my dad and I, she, my dad has always been into different types of Eastern types of things. Like he does Tai Chi and he is really into being healthy and things like that. And then 
my mom was looking for some stuff to do. So we, we owned a yoga studio. My mom had been doing other types of yoga and my dad had been doing like Tai Chi and personal training and stuff of that nature. And we were in Columbus, Ohio. And I think we found this poster or something and we showed it to my mom like, Hey, this looks like something you've been looking for. Maybe you should go. And it was, it was a guru. So we, she went to one of his, I think it was a little talk or something. I can't remember. And then she actually wasn't convinced. So me and my dad, we were just listening to Sadhguru talk and we didn't know what to, we, even we didn't know if we wanted it for ourselves. We were like, wow, mom, you have to, we have to, you have to do this. This is amazing. So she started doing the programs. It was, I think the programs were structured a little differently back then. It was early 2000s. We had just come to the U.S. So my reaction, she came back from, it was her first program maybe, or one of them. And I, I was like very young. I just thought she looked happier. I was like, wow, you look so much happier. It's, it's amazing. So that was my first experience with it. And she continued to do practices. She was, she's like a role model for how to do practices for me. She would never stop. She's even would do them in the airport if needed. <laughs> like she, she just did not care. So, and yeah, then it's been throughout my life. So it's always been something that I kind of consider normal. We actually, when we moved to Atlanta, we lived with another meditator who um, had us in their house. So it was, it was just around for me there too. So it's never been something foreign to me, really. It's always just been there. And then I've, I developed some preconceived notions about it, just kind of not all Americans do that, but some do and thought like, no, that's not for me. That's not for me. But then gradually started doing the Chishakti meditations on the Isha app more for sports for like, I want this, I want that. Success. Yeah. <laughs> success. How, what, what do I get? <laughs> and then it evolved into doing other stuff like that. So that's some of her story, but yeah, she's done tons of the programs, went to India, has, she's in her home. Everything is now sustainable. She just gardens and meditates. So, oh. yeah. So like then how you went forward with it? Like how did you decide to do the program? And mm -hmm. so I decided I knew I always felt things when I was around just places where people had been doing practices where I went to the center. We went to the Isha Center way back in, in the day. It was in the U.S. And it was just like one shed. And now it's like this massive facility. It's so amazing. But even then, I just like feel things within my body. I didn't know what it was. I thought I just shrugged it off. Like later, I was like, yeah, that stuff. So when my, my mom, she bought one of the, one of the items, like, what are you doing, mom? This is crazy. Anything of that nature. So. I, I was very stubborn about it. Like, no, that's, that's mom's thing. I don't, I don't do that. But then, like I said, with the, the kind of Chishakti meditations, that was the start and then did those through college. But the real breaking point for me was inter-engineering online. So my mom bought it for me and just said, here, if you don't want to take it, fine, but you can try it if you want. So I took that. And after that, I just felt very light. I wouldn't say after engineering online was like a crazy breakthrough or anything, but it made me hungry for more. And it kind of sparked something like, Oh, maybe this is something I want to do more of. And then the opportunity to do the engineering completion came up and still in school, senior in high school in college. So I knew that I had to make, make time for it. It just 
felt natural. I don't know why. It's just, I can't explain the exact reason why I chose, but I felt very light. This is a new direction. I knew soccer may not be the thing that was my entire life. So maybe it's time to look for new things and try a new experience. And then that was one that like blew me up. So. So, so like, so through the college, have you been doing the practices? Like, have you felt some difference, like keeping up the practices? Has it been tough or like, were you able to do it? Yeah. So I did the practices in college only for a while because it was my senior year. So I was doing the Chit Shakti meditations every day or the ones on the app. And then I began Isha Kriya after finishing the inner engineering online up to I did that for a period of time until the engineering completion and then yeah so doing the practices taught there in college it wasn't difficult because I was just dedicated as must happen twice a day I will say I was still living a pretty college lifestyle so like I don't drink or anything anymore I just feel the effects of my body but back then it was still managing like okay I'm going out tonight what's going to be eight hours till the morning like because you can't have any alcohol in the system so it's not an everyday thing, but it's a, of course, um, if you're in America, it's a big part of American college life for whatever it is, but it is big here. So it was, I was just, it must happen every single day. So I did it for 48 days straight. And then I went to a, a local meeting or a satsang, I believe they're called. And then I got some good corrections. So I thought, oh, I'm not doing it right. I should do it for another 48 days for two <laughs> two days or two a day for 48 days. So I did that. And just the way I felt um, at first, I didn't feel much just kind of relaxed, but then I felt different sensations with my body, different. I don't want to go too much detail, but just very light, very, I knew something was changing the way I was externally treating people and the way I was within myself. So I decided I need to continue this. I must continue. So, and at that point I was pretty much, Hooked. So I thought, man, I want to do a, any program I can and any meditation I can or any yoga exercise I can. Yeah, so, so what what is it that you have this brand called Choice Source Yoga? Choice yeah. Source. So what yeah. is it about? Like, I want to know a bit about that. Yeah. So for so how it started, my vision with it is very. All my life, I've always been it ties into soccer. Like I, I was going to be a soccer player, like nothing else. I'm only a soccer player. But with this and some of the things that I've absorbed through um, what Sadhguru says and things of that is there's no reason to have like such rigidity, like it's relaxed life, life is life. So some of this brand is Choi Sauce is a nickname because my last name is Choi. So some of my friends back here would just be like, oh, like kind of like Choi Sauce because it's soy sauce, Choi Sauce. <laughs> so I liked it. So I thought hey, I, I've used the name Choi Sauce on a few social media profiles in the U.S. I don't know. I know culturally sometimes different, but in the U.S. it's really common to like mix in your nickname into your handles here. So that's how that started. And then I was just, hey, Choi Sauce Yoga kind of sounds kind of, it sounds fun. So I'll just make that my handle and go from there. And it's a larger vision. I want to, I know with what I've done so far that Ishii Yoga is going to be a massive part of my life. And these practices make me feel completely different. And that's what I want to pursue. So I want to build something where I'm doing these practices and also doing other things because 
I know it's, it's not a promotion or anything turning into Isha, like you should do Isha, but it's just impacted me so much in my life that I want to show that this is something you can do and is very normal to do. Like I'm enjoying it. Maybe you, if you're enjoying it too, maybe, maybe you want to, uh, come, come on board. Well, I'm doing, I want to do other fun activities, collaborate with other YouTubers, but have that, that base foundation of doing yoga is the primary aspect. And I think it's something unique and could be fun to do in America. So that's just the channel and name and it's an uncommon name. So I was able to get it across platforms. So that's the, that's the reasoning behind it. I'm out of questions, but I still feel like I haven't got much out of you. That something is missing. Have, have I, have I yeah. missed some question? Like, what is it? Like, I don't know what it is, but I think I missed something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, like, how old are you, Anna? Like, you must be. I'm 23. Yeah, 23. 23. And like, how much time did we talk? We talk like 20 minutes. 23 years of your life in 20 minutes is very less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's so, true. so what have i missed like what have i missed asking you i mean i think my life's been pretty directed so it's been that maybe why so short <laughs> just shock, soccer and yoga and yeah i mean i mean right now i'm in business so there's that i'm enjoying that i'm in doing a kind of technical recruiting type job so bringing in money for the first time is kind of fun to have be able to have a few resources to uh, afford Isha programs <laughs> and other and do other stuff but I can't think of much else I hate to be boring but no no it's boring like like okay I'll ask a question like I want us like a lot yeah. of people ask me you're consistent with posting and all I notice like you regularly yeah. post on social media so how do you remain consistent I get a lot of queries like people who want to you know start a page you're someone who is totally into it I think right if I'm not wrong like you are Mm -hmm. wanting this brand to build up so like could you like tell me like is there a vision like what is it that keeps you posting or do you have some days where you don't feel like posting so how would you suggest For someone sure. who's starting like what would what can they do my my suggestion i was a marketing major in school of course i don't think school means much really like oh you know this you know that but uh, my observations from what i've seen is that here, I can only speak on the U.S. market since I've lived here most of my life. I don't know how it works in other places very well. But if you're not enjoying what you're posting, you probably shouldn't be posting it anyways. You're just going to run out of, you're going to run out of energy if you don't like doing it. So for me, Isha and Sadhguru has touched me in a completely different way. So I feel that it's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy creating that type of content. So for me, it comes from that inner enjoyment. But there are definitely days I don't want to. Maybe you're thinking uh, that, oh, today I don't feel like making something. But for me, I just feel like making something. But if you're feeling discouraged, I think a lot of people try and focus on, this is just my observation, on Sudguru completely focused content. But I think that a lot of social media is about people around you and who care about you. So they, of course, want to see you. So maybe posting something about how something has affected you or just about you, like sharing your experiences, because if it's just whatever you're promoting, if it's just that, then I don't think that many people will be interested. So I'd say keeping consistent is just, I enjoy it, but I'd say when you, when you juggle a bunch of platforms as well, it gives you ideas, you see something there, 
Um, that's like the whole concept of TikTok, right? Is mimicry, music mimicry, mimicry of dances, mimicry of everything. So you get that and you can change it slightly into a different channel, put it on Twitter. Hey, that works a little bit. Maybe I'll convert it to Instagram, TikTok, download a TikTok video, put that on Instagram. I know TikTok's kind of in the in the heat right now. Who knows what's mm. happening in, in the yeah. background of TikTok, but <laughs> I'm not too educated about that matter. But just cross-platform, I think, gives you a lot more ideas to transition. And then for me, motivation is not an issue. I think you'll always be motivated to post if you really want to. And if you're not, then <laughs> you won't be. I think like you're saying TikTok, a lot of people message me, TikTok, don't post, delete. So what's your yeah. scope on that? Like, is it, like, how did you come across TikTok and, you know, why TikTok? Yeah, so TikTok, it just blew up here in the, in the U.S. market. So that's how I came across it. I noticed younger people hopping on. And since I'm interested in social media marketing, I always want to get to a platform first and at least make a profile, see what type of content is being posted on there and really explore it. So I wanted to start early as TikTok is, it's pretty hard to make a good TikTok video, especially the standard level just keeps increasing, <laughs> increasing, increasing. So uh, that's how I really got involved. I don't know much about it there. The company ByteDance who owns TikTok, I know they're a Chinese company. They're really interesting. They're, the amount of money they were spending in TikTok before it even became big is just insane. So it's it's an interesting platform so it has all the eyes on it so i definitely wanted to explore it so that's how i got involved some tips tips for tiktok creators <laughs> like yeah. how, do you, <laughs> how do i what how do you create a content for tiktok like what's your like <laughs> yeah for sure so <laughs> i'm not an expert yet i don't have many followers haven't had any viral videos but for me i'll go straight to the explore page just to see what the trending content is, is basically TikTok is based on mimicry of sounds and different trends. Um, of course, there's base content and people have their, their niche where they stay and are focused in. But I like to look on there and then convert anything that applies to my life, like yoga. So there is the one where I did when you occasionally when I sit down for a very long period of time, your legs get really stiff and it feels like yeah. the static TV. So that was just an idea I had. And then it's how can I make this on the TikTok and then just create it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That, I really love that because that's something that I also relate with totally. Like yeah. getting up and, you know, I just hop on my bed if there's a bed nearby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Anna. So like uh, anything else that you would like to add to the viewers? Something like is a spiritual, like what is your, like if someone asks you, like what is spirituality to you? what would you like tell them? Like, I still haven't got an answer for it. And I get this question. Yeah. I am, I am confused. Like what would I, what I'm going to answer. So like, I want to ask you the same question. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's very interesting. I'm sure it's different for other people. Yeah. For me, it's hard to put into words, but for me, I think I kind of think is spirituality similar as a, a yoga practice almost. So for me, my understanding of what Sadhguru says is, uh, I'm going off Sadhguru because he's impacted me the most. Of course, everyone doesn't, but his yoga is basically like means union. So to me, everything that humans have kind of done is it has boundaries, right? But the universe is pretty boundless. So if you do certain activities or what we call meditations or yoga or 
doing whatever to align yourself with that bigger geometry of the entire cosmos and everything in existence. To me, that's what spirituality, spirituality is, is aligning yourself with the bigger creation or God or whatever you call it or that and getting a taste of that because everything, everything else is, has its limits. And as soon as you get it, you just want something else. So to me, it's, I know that's a kind of all over the place answer, but to me, it's aligning yourself with the greater possibility of existence. <laughs> that's cool. So thank you so much, Anna. Like anything else, like you would like to add something to the viewers before leaving? Oh, like no. uh, where, where can they reach out to you? Like your handles, if you could just mention oh, it. Yeah, put it in the description sure. also. So right now I'm pretty relatively small account. So one thing I do for Choi Sauce Yoga, it, it has a kind of funny spelling, but it's C-H-O-I and then sauce and then yoga. So any platform, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube is coming, but there's no content yet. And Facebook, I have a Facebook page, but that's the same as my Instagram content as well. But what was I going to say about it? But yeah, <laughs> yeah those are the profiles um, in general. So thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. I'm sure a lot of people will find this useful in their own journey. <laughs> oh, so, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, the thing I forgot to say yes, is please. I'm small right now, so anyone feel to reach out and I'll, I'll reach out back to you. So yes. there's no one that I, I don't speak to yet. And of course, one thing I do get is if I get practice questions or stuff like that, I'm not qualified. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert, but maybe I'll refer you to Hatha yoga teacher. If you have those questions, but if my journey or just any questions or want to speak, then reach out. But yeah, thank you so much. This has been so fun. So, <laughs> so, no. so thank you so much. Namaskaram everyone. Namaskaram everyone. Hope you love this podcast. Sorry for the delay in putting out podcast. <laughs> but definitely reach out to Sam Anna, Sam Choi Anna uh, on his Instagram page, Choi Sauce Yoga, which I have put in the description. He would definitely love to hear from you guys. Whatever it is, please definitely do reach out to him after hearing the podcast. And a big shout out to all of you guys who are following the podcast, who are listening to it, who are sharing it. It really means a lot to me. You are taking like 30 to 60 seconds extra to do this. And also if you can leave a review, a written review of 5 star rating, if it's possible and available, that would really mean the world to me. So hope you guys have a great time. A lot more awesome podcasts coming out soon with Hatha Yoga teachers, with meditators and so on. So take care guys. Namaskaram. Love you.